All right, guys. So, fucking a, dude. This fucking podcast is finally fucking happening on Erga Way. This is like it's it's now has a new name. Basically, it's no longer BN Radio, no longer BN Radio. It's Long Play Radio. That's a whole nother story. But we're rebranding a little bit because there's been some moves, and you know it's 2020, so we got to get it. We're gonna we're about to get it, and uh, we're keeping all the old shows online. So. Like, like I'm not taking anything down, you know, because that's that's me, bro. You know what I mean? That shit's got to stay on there. But we're coming at you with a new vibe, though. A new vibe. We're trying to make it, you know, not only about the stories, but just about cool shit. You know, podcast is called Back of House. I was telling you guys about it earlier. How uh, Back of House is just like this hospitality term, you know, like when you're behind the scenes with your with your homies that you work with, you just kind of talk about everything. You know, like, yo, did you see this? Yo, what's up with this? I saw this on IG. Blah blah blah. And uh, that's all it is, man. So today for the the return show here, which was going to be more of a weekly thing from now on, uh, is my homies from the Travelers Club, Andy and Martin. What's up, guys? How you doing? Yo. What's Gucci? Como están? Bien, bien. This is Andy right here, just so uh, people are aware of the voice differences. Let them know how you sound, Martin, one time. Uh, this is Martin. Dang. This is right here. There we go. That voice. Yo. You got a career in radio, son. Yo. <laughs> seriously you might you might so uh yeah guys thanks for coming on con to the show uh stoked to, to have you guys on you know we've we've been uh jockeying your vibe for for a minute so it's nice to finally sit down and shoot the shit a little bit over here appreciate you i i love any chance to be able to talk my shit at the jaguar club dude <laughs> Live from the jaguar room. <laughs> we're recording from from the flat today because uh yeah, we we, got, we had some complications over at the office, and we were like, yeah, let's do it at the pad. So it's really chill vibe. It's uh, Thursday here in San Diego. It's actually really nice outside. Like, the last couple of days have been, like, fucking great, dude. Just, like, winter, San Diego-style winter, you know? It's, like, Yeah, it's, it's nice. beautiful. Yeah. A nice little crisp weather. Yeah. With the sun kicking. It's nice, dude. It's nice. All right, man. So we're going to kick off the show with our first segment here, which we call fucking... Sobremesa. And you know, guys know what sobremesa is, right? Like sobremesa is like this this uh, this thing that they do in Latin America where like after you finish a meal or after you're just hanging out at the table, you just kind of start talking about a little bit of everything, right? So uh, the sobremesa segment, uh, we pre-selected a couple articles, just stuff that's happening right now in the culture, just like stuff that's that's just like been on my radar. And, and uh, maybe you guys have something else that you guys have seen from, from these things, but I wanted to kick it off with just kind of like going into a couple of these articles and things to just kind of see what you guys' take is on this kind of stuff. So the first one I saw, which was really interesting because, you know, I, I worked with with beverage brands, right? Like with a lot of like, um, you know, alcohol brands and shit. So I've been like sucked into the world of marketing, but um, like I see things differently now. You know what I mean? So I saw this, this note right here and I was like, I know you guys fucking like that fucking claw, dude. I know you guys are big on that claw. Nah, not no, anymore. No, not me. Never. Well, I've I've, I've always Never. been a fan of uh, any seltzer water, seltzer drink. So when yeah. I found when I found out that it was widely accepted to like seltzer things, and it also gets you smacked, that's when uh, the door opened for me. But I don't think Martin was ever into that kind of stuff. I, was, I think he's a true beer head. Really, beer? I'd rather have uh, a beer for sure. One of those hazy IPA kind of Ooh, guys. And I've, no, I've never I've never been into. I mean, I like the gate, I mean, and I like nice. Uh, was <laughs> nice. Always nice too. But. Pacifico. Yeah, you can't overdo it on those IPAs. No, yeah, but you gotta have one or two. But yeah, once blackout. once the white claw <laughs> wave hit, it's like you know I felt like I finally found my people. Dude, because <laughs> like, I, 
<laughs> Dude, I'm not gonna lie. Like one of the first Travelers Club, like in like brand interactions that I had was like you guys doing like just saying something about White Claw on your one of your posts. And that's the worst part you know because I mean? it sounds oh. like it makes it sound like we're like sponsoring or even encouraging people to drink it but i think it's just because the homies drink it so much that by like just by circumstance anytime i'm, I'm around everybody and i take a video there's a there's a good chance that somebody has it in their hand that closet yeah. dude i've never tried it i'm not gonna be honest with you guys but a huge you've fan never of, tried white claw never tried it. still never tried it why i just i don't know i'm I, i'm not <laughs> as like as much of a beer head maybe but i just i'm like ah, it's like the, the sugary you're component not, of it i'm not missing out if anything it's it's, it's healthier not, because it's, it's not that sugar but no yeah it, uh, a, a tall can of white claw well let, let, let's also pre, uh preface this by saying that white claws are out now now since the door <laughs> has been open to everything else we have a whole uh list of uh corporations and other companies cashing in on it which it, I mean is opening the playing field. So what? Yeah, everybody's getting in on it. Yeah. So uh, it, actually, I'm more of a fan of a truly now. I've made the switch. Truly. Yeah, I think most uh, educated <laughs> and civilized people <laughs> have made the switch from white claws to truly. Let me ask you this though: How's the fucking Should hangover on those things? It's not. That's the thing. It's not that bad. One white claw is like 190 calories, which is like one normal beer, like a, a 12 ounce, and there's really no. I mean, if you, I, I try to drink as clear as possible now. So if I drink like a white claw and I drink a, a gin for the night, you're set. I'm set. So like the next morning, you know. Okay, cool. Dude, I gotta try. It. I, I've never tried. It. So th this first article, like, it, it goes into that shit because I'm really curious about where this is going, uh, especially for like our generation. You know, like people are tending to go more, like you just said, you know, more clear on their drinks. Yeah. So this article here, you know, we're a couple maybe like, was it a week away or two weeks away from the Super Bowl, but um, you know, fucking a dude, like Anheuser Busch who we all know owns, you know, Budweiser and all these companies, iconic American brand. Yeah. Uh, you know, they go hard on all the Super Bowl ads all the time. Yeah. And they're throwing down hard on the new, what they're calling like Bud Light Seltzer, bro, which is like a super weird fucking move. But they're throwing down on this shit for the Super Bowl and like a <clears throat> crazy ad that's going to happen apparently. So... Like, what do you guys think of, like, the Bud Light Seltzer move, dude? Like, it's kind of weird, no? I think it's so crazy because it's, like, if you already have a brand that's established your your core audience, I don't think there's a 45-year-old guy in Milwaukee who's like, oh, I need to try these seltzers now. Yeah. Like, that, that's it. Like, if anything, I feel like the smart move would have been to start your own brand and kind of put money behind that and kind of separate from Bud Light. Nobody's getting a Bud Light because they want to try the mango flavor of a Bud Light. That's like, weird, bro. That's I would insane. never fucking do that. It it's so disgusting. nasty. It's so nasty. It's like when Four Locos did it, but I'd be more inclined to try Four Locos because... I think they're doing it now too, Yeah, right? their main Four audience is like 14-year-olds. So that makes sense that you would want to try a seltzer. Whereas Bud Light, I can't imagine... It. I mean, maybe I don't live in the region where you go to the you go to a fucking kick it spot and every everybody's drinking a Bud Light. Like that's so that's so wild. <laughs> yeah, that's I know, dude. My dad does it. Like that's like, like his beer of choice, like Bud Light. But like that's why I associate it with my dad. So when I see this, I'm like, like this doesn't make any sense, bro. Like Bud Light seltzer. Like, no, do you see your dad craving the strawberry flavor of nah, Bud Light? Hell no, no, no. I mean, and it's it, and it's not that he would be like like oh like I don't like the the look of it. Like he just doesn't like sweet things. Like my pops is like just doesn't really like like uh, say uh sweet he goes more for the savory yeah so he's not really ever been into like agua fresca or anything like that you know what i mean so that's why i think he would never just fuck with this shit yeah but I, you know the move though for them i think it's just because I, I recently like witnessed this uh firsthand for from some somebody that i i, I worked with is like 
starting a new seltzer brand is like so much harder than to just latch on with what's already there you know i think that's where they're going at it too they're like fuck this like we got the brand like let's convert it now into like this little offshoot brand yeah which is like i mean it it makes sense i guess in a certain way but at the same time it's such a it seems like such a crazy like reach for like bud light to be like well there's these two brands that are already killing it. You know what? We're going to get in on this too. And we're going to kill nuts. it. Yeah. Like I can't imagine that this is more than them just trying to like cash in on a quick moment. And then once it's done, it's done. Like PBR is doing it too. You know that, right? PBR? Yeah. PBR is doing the seltzer. Yeah. PBR seltzer? Yeah. yeah. That's fucked That's up. I didn't even know there's PBR and then, flavors. And, and then natural, the Natty Ice got the, got the, the pink lemonade, right? What? There's like a pink yeah, lemonade it's, it's natural. You know what's crazy dude? Like I, I have to ice. say dude, like, like shout out to fucking Mike's Hard Lemonade because that fool was like and, and smeared off ice. Those were like oh, the geez. OGs. They've been they've been Zima, the bro. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I, I it finally took off, off ice before whoever EDC. invented Zima is like that fool was so ahead of his time or her time. Whoever it was that invented Zima, call the show because we want to fucking have you on. You guys remember that drink? Yeah, well I, that's the thing. People used to make funny for drinking Zimas, or at least I, that's what I remember. That it was like Zima. it was a very shitty like. You were just living in 2020 back in the fucking <laughs> 90s, bro. That's what it was. I never, I never Seriously, one of those. Zima. Zima. I mean, it's like a like the, like a soby kind of drink, except alcoholic. So it is really ahead of its time. Now that I think about it. Seriously, it's who the fuck made Zima? Y'all were y'all were sipping Zima? Call the show. No, I, I was like eleven. Yeah, <laughs> I never heard of it. All right, so that, uh, all right, so Bud Light's gonna do a, a Super Bowl ad on Seltzer. Let's keep an eye on that. See what the fuck happens. I mean, I don't even know if I'm gonna tune in, but I'll I'll definitely like YouTube this shit later. You know what I mean? Shout out to 49er fans, though. Fuck. That only only Cali team, you know. Fuck, got to root for them, right? Are you guys going for the other, other team? Uh, to be honest, I just found out that the 49ers are in the Super Bowl. It's yeah. the Chiefs, right? It's, <laughs> Chiefs. it's the Chiefs. Chiefs and the 49ers. Yeah. Right now, we just found yeah, out. Yeah, just right found now. out right this second. Oh, but oh, shout so out to everybody now. from the Bay Area. Shout out to Colin. Shout out to uh, Beach and Sarita and everybody. Uh, Beach. That's kind of fucked up, though. They cute. Didn't they just win, like, some thing yeah, last year? shout out. Who? Uh, Giants or some shit? I don't know. I, I don't know who won the Super Bowl. Last year, what the fuck? But like, not okay. I'm drinking yeah. Henny all day. Yeah, yeah. Getting smacked off the Bud Light seltzers. The Bud Light nah. seltzer. Fuck the Bud Light seltzer, man. All right. So, next up, dude. Like, I got. I found this. Uh, a couple other articles here. Like, um, this shit here. Honestly, man, it's uh, it's one of the things that I, I, you know, when I started going to Tokyo, I found out about this restaurant, Sushi Zenmai. Mm-hmm. It's like a chain restaurant. I don't know if it's all over Japan, but in Tokyo, they're they're kind of everywhere. And on one of the nights, uh, we had a like a it's twenty four hour, so you can go there like at any moment and it's packed with people and shit. And I started asking about like, yo, so what's up with this place? No, well, this guy, the owner of this restaurant chain, he's like really well known because every year at the fish market they have this auction for like the most expensive tuna, mm-hmm. and he always uh, bids the highest to fucking win it like that's his thing like he gets on the news and he fucking people are like oh my god he won again or whatever so the fucking uh guy uh his name is kiyoshi kimura kimura yeah the self-described tuna king tuna king bro soshi kimura look at him so the, the guy <laughs> dude is just known for doing that he just he just uh threw down 1.8 million on this fucking huge tuna with 608 pounds like you can see the picture here of the guy the guy uh that's that's what he's known for dude he just throws down on the fucking like the most expensive tuna dude so, so what i'm talking about is that 1.8 million was for one tuna one tuna, one tuna yeah boy. 
and apparently like the the tuna is like 600 something pounds and like if you were to like divide it up into like all the little pieces or whatever that you could sell from it i don't think it would make up for the amount of money they spent but he like this is his marketing move bro like this is his like this is how he gets the attention of everybody like oh my god he won again like you know <laughs> he won again yeah, well, like, if you're putting down 1.8 million for one tuna I, i'd hope you win because <laughs> I, I can't imagine the market for the million dollar tuna is crazy big no you, last year he spent three million bro last oh year's auction yeah. paid a record 3.1 million for a 612 pound yeah. fish <laughs> yeah <laughs> the guy um, the guy's a savage bro like can he just start a restaurant with that kind of money no so he, he has so the, he the chain of restaurants yeah several bro yeah he's, he's <laughs> everywhere yeah he's he's sorted bro that that's what is gonna be put the definitely on the menu for sure dude but yeah kiyoshi kimura dude so i don't know if you you guys ever heard of this guy i've never heard of it he's, i've never i don't even know this existed next either. year dude that we'll, we'll, we'll bite you guys back we'll see what he paid next Yo, year <laughs> just so they understand this fish is bigger than the than the guy, dude. It's yeah. huge, and you know what's crazy? It's probably from Ensenada, <laughs> dude. That's the crazy thing. <laughs> about so. Maybe, yo, yeah. but honestly, that's probably like the biggest tuna I've ever, like, probably ever seen. That's just huge. It's huge. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning a lot I've today. Never, I'm learning. Seen. I'm learning that tuna looks like that. First off, I mean, just, can, just to describe it, it's it's a it's a big ass gray silver fish laying on its back, and it has pins on it. The man himself is a very portly. Uh, Hand, he he's in the a Jesus position over the fish. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. It's nuts, bro. Like he's yeah. The thing is definitely like three times the size of him. Yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah. Easily, easily. Look at my man. He's like yo. <laughs> He's 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 gonna have a good night after that. He celebrates hard probably after the, after he wins the bet. Dude. I mean that's a dope goal to have to pay the most in the world for a piece of fish. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. A, that's a good flex. Yeah. So all right. So next up, I got this this video that I want to show you guys. Um, so Puma Sport uh, or no Puma Motorsport, the division of Puma that does um, like all the the motorsport brands. So like you know Lewis Hamilton, I think is sponsored by Puma. So they're big on F one culture. Mm -hmm. And uh, they got deals with like Mercedes, BMW, Ferrari, you know, Puma is like the shit. So they're trying to ramp that side of the business up a little bit more. And they hired uh, Upscale Vandals Agency based mm -hmm. out of New York. And Upscale Vandal works like with J Balvin and he's fucking, you know, big on the Latino side of like culture marketing, like really big, like awesome work. And Puma, uh, he's been working with Puma for Probably like I don't know, maybe two years already. I, I, I'm not sure, like, but I've I feel like I've seen him around like the Puma world for like, about two years, mm -hmm. and uh, they're re-releasing re the motorsport, like, kind of giving it a new vibe. And we were talking about it earlier; those shoes that came out like in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, like the kind of like a racing like moccasin or some shit, dude. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. like. So they're re-releasing like new merch and stuff like that. So they hired his agency and he went for this completely different line where he's, you know, basically just recorded like this five minute long uh, uh, video. I'm going to throw just like a talk about it in the background, but like the video itself, man, is really cool because it just doesn't really, uh, it, there's no like, the ads are all very, uh, the clothes, I'm sorry. It's very like just behind the scenes, like not the center point of the attention. But it's like a five-minute-long story about like this day in Puerto Rico. What are, the, what are they advertising specifically? The so shoe or the the, the the track? The track suits, the hats, the t-shirts, like the whole lifestyle of the brand. So like uh -huh. it's like it's kind of like a Fast and the Furious almost. Like if you imagine that. Yeah. You know, like you got the you know the reggaeton tracks in the back and the you know the, the track suits. Yeah. So and they and they teamed up with like. 
because uh, I heard this interview that he gave. He's like, yeah, I just, you know, I, I teamed up with all the reggaetoneros, the people that really like, you know, have people's attention yeah. in Latin America, and you know, it's like brilliant. You know, what I mean, brilliant fucking move. So, uh, I don't know. Have you guys have you guys ever seen this kind of stuff with with some of the brands that you guys follow, like the style, like going towards the Latino culture specifically? Uh-huh. You know, like but in this way. Is that a yeah, cousin? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Yo, what is my guy? <laughs> I mean, el, I, el duende malo. That's what they call him. Yeah, that's what they call him. <laughs> <laughs> but then they showcase the, the whips and you know, like the whole. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy, dude. I it looks it was like a, a music move. video we're watching right now. It's like a commercial, and it's everybody exactly. on motorcycles it looks like a and music shit. Video. It, it looks straight up like a music video, or like Fast and the Furious, the the Puerto Rico edition. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that. That whip is crazy. It is. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I've seen, uh, I've definitely seen a lot more Latin shit in, like, the entertainment sector, and uh, definitely, like, I don't know about, like, That's That's brands. a video in the background, by the way. We're not in the middle of the fucking street right now. What is this, like, a short film? Yeah, yeah. so it's kind of like a short, it kind of reminded me of, uh, like, inspiration from, like, Runaway. Remember Runaway, Kanye West? The yeah, video yeah, yeah. That, he, that he dropped, it was, like, 30 minutes. yeah. But kind of like that vibe of like, it's like a day in Puerto Rico. So right now they're about to like record in the studio. But they're all wearing the Puma merch and shit. But I just dig the fact that Puma like believes in this kind of shit. You know, like they support the vision of somebody like that. Yeah, I mean, Puma and Adidas would be remiss to not realize that like half of their demographic is Fresas and like also like, you know, like Latin American fools. Like that's what I associate Puma with. I used to say Pumas with the soccer players that I used to see in high school. Okay. That's the only, that's the. Well, they're trying to be something more now, you know, because yeah. they're, they're all like, they get categorized as like this, like, they just kind of fell off the radar, I feel like. Adidas and Nike, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even Vans now is even more in than fucking Pumas, bro. Like, yeah. seriously. Yeah, most definitely. They recently did drop some new shoes, though. I saw some at Blends that were pretty nice, dude. Some some Puma sneakers. Yeah. So but anyways, now, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so now they're like in like the whole Latino Urbano, like. Getting into it. Yeah, but they they teamed up with the right agency. That's the thing, like with the right mm-hmm. person, because I don't I don't think like even like a Kennedy and Wyatt could have figured this shit out. You know what I mean? Like this is something that like a, a, a an agency or just a like, person that's really in it. You know, like yeah, it's fucking crazy, bro. So, anyways, this is some good shit, man. This is some good shit. So it's kind of like where I feel brands are are kind of going these days with. Uh, with the way they should be doing things, but it's such a hard sell to make to a client. You know what I mean? That's the thing, though. Like, I I also wonder how how effective is this, like, in the let's say like Puerto Rico or like Dominican Republic or like places like uh, or even like New York or something, where like can you can you see anybody around here rocking stuff like that? I mean, I I can, but also like I just. They got a they got a such a hard road. Dude. I mean, just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because especially with what Virgil said like a couple weeks ago, like you know, streetwear's dead and going more towards like the grailed and second round kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like reuse. Like I think like there's a big trend. So it's it's. I mean, I I think they'll do well, but I I just don't know if they're gonna. That's what catch I, on like fire, dude. And this is probably just me being like naive to like fashion world, but it's always tripped me out when I see like fashion shows or when I see these kind of commercials and everybody's rocking this crazy shit. And to me, these are only things that exist in like 
those areas mm-hmm. whereas if i saw it in person i'd be like whoa what like what the fuck is going on like yeah <laughs> but in bigger cities you do definitely like see more eccentricity right like yeah i, mean, I imagine in new york if you're walking around you're, you're bound to see like some fashion show shit and just be like okay this yeah. is a normal tuesday i've now. seen it i've seen it and like I've, i remember the first time i saw it was in paris like where it was like some girl was just like wearing like that crazy shit that you see on a runway and like yeah in the wild bro it's like the craziest thing ever dude like yeah you're like whoa whoa that's crazy dude i mean i guess it's because it's never really that cold here so you can't really dress like that but like, even in la though you do see like way oh yeah better like just yeah fashion like that socal shit you know but uh oh shit this youtube ad fuck yeah we connected this shit to the youtube channel so anyways good shit that upscale vandal puma shit you guys got to watch it we'll link you guys below but it's a dope video i think it's a great great move on their end to to do that stuff so let's uh let's wrap up uh sobre mesa with one last article here i think uh just kind of to stay on on track of the fashion shit uh, yeah like i saw this this sneaker man so balenciaga you know balenciaga has been around for a minute too but they've just been releasing some crazy shit over the last couple of years mm-hmm. uh you guys remember that's the the triple s sneaker yeah which is the one that's like uh you know the the, the the first statue. like big big ass statue yeah. um basically uh they they've been releasing a bunch of other shit and i saw this and me and my friend brando were like dude like that's crazy because brando's been in karate like all of his life uh with his family and it's like this is a fucking like a karate shoe bro like and now they're selling it for like a couple g's and shit so i don't know what do you guys think of like this this fashion move shit like this that's coming out like are you about this kind of hype or not dude i mean it's so hard for me to to answer that because i (laughs) i've been wearing the same shit for like two years i think i buy clothes maybe once a year so i can't really say that i'd ever cop anything like that i like like boots or vans pretty much mm-hmm. like work okay. boots or vans that's it so i don't know but i feel like martin might be on some like flash shit with like i'm about to cop really <laughs> you like this no no, no i'm just playing bro. i mean <laughs> but uh <laughs> i mean that, shit bro. i don't know i mean if i was if i was doing karate if you saw these at second <laughs> round you, you get them I mean, yeah. If I if I was doing karate, I'll pull up my karate class. They they do look crazy though. They don't. I don't even know what kind of environment that would be Honestly, for. I could see somebody pulling those off. It looks like I'm a I'm mix. Gonna be honest with you, it looks like a mix between like hiking like, shoes. Like if you do it right, it'll work. I mean, yeah, yeah. If you do it right, I mean, you know, you they're, throw they're some car- interesting. You can throw with some cargo. If if I were to get gifted them, I'd take them for sure. Yeah. But like, I don't know if I would drop like whatever the retail. I, I'd is. wear them like as house shoes or something. They like look that. like house shoes. That's <laughs> what they do. The thing about the shoe though, that's crazy. I think of, like, if you've held like a, a Balenciaga, like the first time I ever held the Triple S sneaker in my hand, dude, it was like I couldn't believe how heavy the fucking thing was, dude. Ridiculous. It's ridiculously heavy, and the quality is like really, really good. So, yeah. like, shit. this is it's old old couture, you know what I mean? So like this kind of shit's like it looks basic as fuck. How but much it's are they? uh let's see here it says they are going to be 550 550 yeah right there look up yeah Boom. 550, no, nah, 550. i mean that's it's actually cheaper than what i thought it would yeah. be yeah i mean but, but still but still fuck, fucking 550 for some little ass little slipper shoes slipper shoes bro what, what did what did twitter yeah. say let me see I, there's always that that, that, that a fucking article that's like <laughs> Twitter, Twitter <laughs> reacts to Balenciaga. What R- ripping the whole out of people. people. Watch what? the Dafties dive head first. I don't know what that means. I read that. Yeah, no, this is for real some London shit. Watch I the Dafties dive. And I think mm. Balenciaga is trying to prove a point here. People will buy anything. That's, that it that's true, man. You know, Young Thugs better be wearing those. I guess he went. That that's true. I think people. Ju- that's the that's what a lot of these brands are just fucking proving. That's like, it's fucking. They just eat anything up, dude. Like just hype it up the right way, and it's what? gonna be like. 
you know, get the right influencer behind it and shit like that. I yeah. Hate, what do you think? I hate that. But it sucks, dude. Yeah, it sucks. That's why I like that. Wait, keep going down. I want I want I want to see what yeah, yeah, cuz sure. nobody's been ripping them. So far people are just like overpriced Lonsdales. Oh, what are Lonsdales? Lonsdales. Oh, yeah. like, some, are they some like yeah, yeah, yeah. What's what's a Lonsdale? This is it right here. I think is they're the, they're like these uh, old school They're literally the exact same shit. Yeah. I mean, a no, it's literally kind of, the exact same shoe. Except I don't know what a Lonsdale is. It's got more. The, the Balenciaga definitely got a little more de- more detail. Lonsdale. Let's see. I'm I'm gonna Google it right now. Let's see. The Lonsdale's over there. would be like the. You know, I don't know. Okay, yeah, it's a brand. I know I've seen them in London. It's like a British thing. Dude. So yeah, this is completely out of my world. And I just fucking googled <laughs> it. And it's like fucking some isotope or something. What is this thing, dude? <laughs> Lonsdale. All right. Anyways. Oh no, it's because it says Lonsdale. Yeah, I mean the fact that we have to search so hard to find out what a Lonsdale is probably shows that <laughs> it's something, bro. I don't yeah, know what the fuck it we'll is. <laughs> we don't know what this is. So, anyways, this this shoe is is ridiculous. I guess um, a lot of Europeans have look, very there it is, strong there it is, opinions. There it is. That's the Lonsdale shoe right there. Yeah, but what is un- that? What is that for? Well, it's like an indoor soccer shoe, I think. Un- oh, really? Or un- I, no, fuck. I don't know. Actually, I'm, I'm speaking. It says slippers. I definitely wear the Balenciaga one over the. Lundsdale. I mean, but, I wouldn't wear it either. But you know what's going to happen? This is a crazy thing. Because of this, probably Lundsdale is going to see a spike in sales too, bro. Because yeah. people are going to want the OG, like, inspirational yeah. model. But still, like, I don't know. Those, those are kind of rough. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I would rock it. Has there been another... I feel like I've seen other shit where, like, high-end brands try to pretty much recreate uh, a sports, like, shoe that, yeah, like, is only made for that sport. What other sports shoes are there? Like shoes that are specifically for that mm. sport, like boxing. Well, shoes. I'll put it to you this way: let's so let's look at like a Jordan One, right? Yeah, a Jordan One like got. There's a bunch of brands that I just saw. Like Amiri has like a fucking shoe that looks like a Jordan One, mm-hmm. but it's a oh, yeah. basketball shoe. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's like that's like a, the greatest. Like the, um, there's probably others. But one of the most like ripped off shoe probably like. Yeah. And the other day, uh, Diego, my friend, sent me over this like LA Gear shoe that looked like a Jordan One. That probably maybe even came before the Jordan one. You know what I mean? So like that style of like the with the high to- the high uh, heel and shit like that, mm-hmm. the ankle. Sorry, uh, like basketball shoe. Like I don't know. That's probably one of the ones I think about the most. Like a basketball, fucking rip off and shit. So, anyways, Balenciaga fucking sneaker man. It's, it's fucking wild. Uh, let's move on from Sobre Mesa, guys. I'm, I'm I'm fucking stoked to have you guys on here. Thanks for for checking out some of these articles and bullshit that I've been finding on the internet. Um, What's going on with Travelers Club? What do you guys got going on this month, next month, this quarter, this year? Uh, what's what's new? I know there's a big fucking show coming up. Yeah, so <laughs> on February we have... Uh, is this the first of the year, by the way? The first show? Yeah. Well, yeah. Is it? I mean, the first show for sure. Yeah, yeah. The first big show. We did something for the MLK celebration um, last week. But the first big show, yeah, with Sango at Spin, it's our warehouse takeover, which is essentially like the first event series that we ever did back in 2014. Okay. Like that's how we started. Spin's a dope club, dude. Yeah. And that's the crazy part. Spin's been around forever and it's had like many incarnations. Like it used to be like the hip hop club and then it it turned into like the queer club for a while. And then now it's like this like EDM kind of club. Okay. But I feel like the people who come to our shows aren't very... Is it open every weekend spin? Like, or is it just um, like for, is, by event sure only now? Yeah, I think they have like series. Like on Mondays, they have Brazilian nights and shit. So they have random, like very niche audiences. Yep. And I know companies like Crossed and like all those like super house like brands have established their audience there. But for our shows, it's like for the people who come there, I, I almost feel like it's 
their first times ever being in that environment because it's three stories and it looks industrial as it's shit. More raw. It's yeah. like the, it's like what a club looks like in SF or right. New York. It literally yeah. looks like I mean, when you walk in for the first like hour when we try s- setting up, it still smells like the yak from the night before, <laughs> which isn't a great selling point, but it's definitely raw. You yeah, know, it's raw as fuck. Yeah, like the yak smells like yak. Literally, sure. literally. <laughs> so it's like we're we're cleaning up and shit, like making sure that that's why the the day you come after, it's like there's like little dime bags all over the floor yeah. and the the little pouches. It's We're just, doing it all over again. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy, dude. But it's 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 my it's one of my favorite venues to throw shows at. That's just because dope. and Sango, dude. Yeah, so, fucking Sango's killing it. Yeah, we we had Sango at that uh, spot in 2016. So what's a Sango show like though? Like, is is he does he actually play instruments or is it just like a DJ set? That's a good question because. I think he's doing a live set this time. He did a DJ set last time, which was super dope. But now he's now that he released his new album, and he just did an album with uh, Xavier Omar. Um, and I think he's like focusing more on live shows, and he's coming in with like all these like support acts like Huey Briss, Waldo, and uh, Savon. So I mean, it's it's definitely gonna be like not like a show he's done before. I don't know if anybody else has seen him, but it, like it's definitely gonna be a step. I've never up. seen single live. Yeah. I actually didn't even know what he looked like until, um, well, actually, no, I should, he doesn't really, I don't know. I don't, I, they're all, they're all very like low key people. Cause I follow him on IG, but I feel like I never see his face. Yeah. Like, I mean, he posts like the last three videos he's posted is like videos of like a storm. Cause his t- tour is called a quiet storm. Okay. So like, it's a bunch of videos of like snow and shit. You know, those like very. It reminds me of 92.5 magic. <laughs> that, that show, the quiet yeah. storm, right? Yeah, he lives in Seattle. Storm. So it's. Yeah. What, was oh, he, was nice. he born in San Diego? what did he say? He was like. No, he took. Uh, he told me like he he his parents met in San Diego. Okay, yeah, like that. An SD, nice. Yeah, and I think he lives here for a bit. Nice. Yeah, which dope. is always a nice connection. That's dope, dude. So the show's on the on February, early February, I remember right? Yeah, February seventh, and he just got uh, fresh off a. Uh, um, the Frank Ocean night that he does, you yeah. know that Frank Ocean, uh, Caliendo the, or whatever. It, it's, it's it's like prep. It's called prep, but it's in it's in New York where he invites like some, oh, yeah 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 the he invites show. people to like uh, premiere that their their tracks that he did with them. Like I think like Arca played there, uh, yeah. Vegan played there, Sango played there. The one with Sango, didn't, I, I think I heard that uh, Justice played that one too. Yeah, it was like a remix. Like, I think. Damn, yeah, it's crazy. Really? Yeah. So yeah. that's dope. It's, Justice is. Shit, <laughs> I love just so it's wild seeing like that growth. I mean, he was already big in my eyes when he played three years ago, four years ago now almost. But now that he's back and like all the credits that he has and like all the the crazy stuff he's done, and it's the same night as Xavier Omar show, which I wanna I, I wanna say that uh, just so people know, the Xavier Omar show likely ends at ten thirty because it's at Observatory. Yeah. Those shows usually end pretty early. Our show doesn't really kick off until ten. So if anybody's concerned about Crossing over, it's it's very likely that you could go to both shows. And yeah, it's been the kind of place that stays open to like four four a.m. Right? Yeah, yeah we, we yeah. going all night. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we go until so people no thing, longer like, are there. So and that 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 ranges from like one in the morning to like three four in the morning. It's last man standing there. Yeah, literally, it's like yeah. a wrestling match. Shit is crazy. Dope. Yeah, because that place is like a, the real deal. So like, yeah, like Andy said, like ten p.m. is like. That's, that's that's early as that's shit. That's early. That's as other fuck, venues dude. is like yeah. seven o'clock, ten p.m. And yeah. I'm tripping because I always freak out about like <laughs> attendance and stuff. The first hour is always hell for me. So when it's like ten o'clock and I'm like, dude, there's like only like a hundred people here. Everyone's like, yo, you gotta chill out. Like the show hasn't even started yet. Like it's still doors are barely open. 
That's dope, dude. So how did you guys, when you met Sango, like it happened like a couple years ago, right? Was it just like an IGDM kind of thing? Like how do you reach out to somebody like that? No, nah, I mean, I reach out mostly all through agencies and stuff. It used to be... Nice, the professional it, way. Yeah, it used to be on some IG, not even IG, because when I first started doing it, IG wasn't really popping like that. I don't even know if they had direct messages, but it would always, it was always some sort of emails, but it used to be like the, the artists were small enough where their email was like, Beats by Sango at Gmail or something like that. Yeah. Not, not that that's a real email, but that that's like what you would see. So then eventually it grew to like, oh, well, yeah, my agent's copied. So like he, he can handle that because yeah. the, the way SoundCloud, like like people, producers who blew up on SoundCloud, it's been kind of crazy how the, the jump from like 2012 to 2016 was so astronomical that the ones who made it made it and the ones who didn't, like they just kind of, fell off and stopped doing music but like people like Sango who went from being this like low-key producer to now hanging out with like Frank Ocean and shit yeah it's wild yeah so it's like naturally uh, you have to go through like the proper channels he, he's married with kids right or I think yeah yeah so he's like a married man and shit that's dope I feel like his lifestyle must be nice up there in Seattle dude making uh, music up there is like it must be nice dude yeah he says he loves it yeah, and I mean, like, city, bro. Love it up there. especially to refuse to move to L.A., which is, like, the natural move for most, like, producers on the West Coast. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, okay, well, I'll be closer to the action. Exactly. Did he ever explain why he doesn't fuck, why he didn't want to move to L.A.? Mm, I, I think, I'm not really, but I feel like he probably just doesn't like it there. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what, what he told me, kind of, like. I mean, look, I wouldn't want to. too crazy about L.A. Yeah, yeah. it's because he's probably, like, enjoys... I mean, have you guys ever been to Seattle? I haven't. Bro, oh, go up there soon, man. It's so beautiful, bro. It's like yeah, beautiful, that's beautiful. That's the same thing he told me. Like, he said, uh, yeah, he was just telling me they got a great like food scene out there, too. It's beautiful, dude. So. Like Just like the whole uh, North Pacific Northwest vibe is so nice, dude. It's like a different energy, you know? That's one place I've been trying to go to because I feel like it's so peaceful. It is. You know, like I've seen because uh, my homie, um, his girlfriend's originally from Seattle, and he goes uh, like every twice a year they go back to like seattle or tacoma and sometimes they go to portland and stuff and it just looks like so beautiful they went to this one town that looked like the far far away land from shrek or whatever yeah where it was like christmas and everything was lit up it looked like the north pole right yeah there was like <laughs> snow everywhere and it just looked like hey, but is it ri like that's just kind of weird like is it like that all year round i don't know it's no like have you, have you guys ever seen the movie twilight yeah, uh, yes, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I know. We, like I, the, we've seen like it. The Twilight, like the, the Twilight, the Twilight oh, series, yeah, the, the vampire. That's what, that's I, very, I very, very, I remember very specific oh, things, shit. but I'm about to, I'm about to call my. I saw. It. Oh yeah, <laughs> fucking nine one one. That's happened to me a couple of times. They know, they know about it too. Have you guys ever dialed and they call you back like you're okay? Yeah, I'm fine. All right, cool. They better not call me, bro. It happens a lot to I'm them. Good. <laughs> happens a lot to them, dude. Dude, so uh, besides the single show, uh, I know it's the first one of the year. Any, yeah. Anything else you guys want to talk about, like new up-and-coming stuff or, or merch drops, anything that's that's yeah, happening man. in your world? Because I mean, you guys are always fucking busy. You just hit 10K on IG, too, so congrats Ooh. on that shit, man. Yeah, thank you. That's I, like level two now. It's it's wild Swipe because up. I feel like there's a lot of like, there's a lot of shit that, that's going on and a lot of stuff that we're trying to focus on. Like we have a lot of things that are, are, are happening. We have the, the merchandise that we dropped last year that we're still pushing and we're still working on the next drop. Essentially what we do is we have Splurgio? this. Splurgio? Yeah, Splurgio. He killed that. Like he just Splurgio. That shirt's sick as fuck. And I see it in the so wild fun. a lot, dude. Yeah. See in the yeah, wild same. all the time, dude. I trip out. I get a little tear in my yeah. eye. <laughs> yeah, that shit's dope. I mean, it's, it, essentially it's a cool way to make 
uh, what we do through the internet tangible. That's always been the crazy part. It's like, I can, we can work as much as we want on like creating digital content, but unless it becomes physical and in person, then offline shit. Yeah. yeah. It only exists like in the ether. So when you make a shirt or something, it's a dope way of like having your, your values and your, what you're trying to do out in the world. You yeah. see somebody rocking it and then, you know, they, they appreciate like what it means to, to be like a San Diego native and whatnot. Yeah. That's why I, when I see people wearing it, they all, they're, it seems like, like, you know, it could be cold out. But they'll fucking be like, yeah, I got it, you know, got to <laughs> rock this shit. Got to make sure people see this All right, shit. This is one thing. How do you feel about this? How do you feel about T-shirts that have large prints in the back? Because I saw something that's somebody put, made like a, a, a template meme where it was like a big ass design in the back. Yeah. And then it's a small little vague emblem in front. And then it's like, can we leave this in 2019? Yeah. And I saw you that. You tweeted that, didn't you? I, 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 I quote tweeted it and I was like, nah, like, fuck you. Like, you know, because that's. Yeah, I saw because I remember seeing something like that on your Twitter feed. And th- but I didn't know that that's a very West Coast thing, to to wear to do, shirts to, do that? to have yeah to have like a big design in the back and then like a small emblem in the front okay. and the court like on the pocket. I'm gonna tell you what what I think about that. Yeah. Okay? But it's like and I think what you just said fits perfectly with it. Like when I see a shirt like that, it reminds me of like those Baja 1000 shirts. Yeah. With that had like a big design in the back that was usually like a fucking a fucking rally or what are they called? The trophy truck just fucking yeah, blasting yeah. through the desert, bro. With yeah. like fucking advertising Baja 1000. And then like th- those kind of shirts always remind me of that, but that's like really special to me too. Cause like Baja 1000 is like, I used to go with my pops when I was young and like I was a kid and shit, dude. And it's like, I remember those shirts all the time. Like, like, Oh, it's like a Baja 1000 style shirt. So when I see a shirt like yours, it kind of like has that nostalgic touch and I'm totally cool with it. Like yeah. I have nothing against shirts like that. I just, <laughs> I never even. Connect, I didn't know it was a thing. Though. I never even connected those dots, and I didn't consider it a thing either. Because in my head, it just makes sense. It's like, at least for me, when I put on shirts and I, and it's like a large print in the front. Ever since uh, being like a, a, a fat kid in middle school, you don't want a shirt that like accentuates how big like your front looks. So this is like something you like learn. It's like you ro- you rock certain things that fit your Black body colors right. Yeah, exactly. Don't rock like vertical stripes. You know, all that kind of shit. Or do rock vertical stripes. Don't rock horizontal stripes. Okay, okay. But yeah, these are small little tidbits of information you pick up. But that's why I've always rocked shirts where the print is in the back. Because, you know, you want people to like, you want the big design to be in the back. And then you want your little nice pocket or whatever. But somebody brought up, like, I want to wear a jacket with it. And when I wear a jacket, I can't see the front. Which is like, I guess... Well, that's the thing. Typically, when you wear a jacket, though, like you still cover the front, anyways. Yeah. So, like, you probably wanted something down the middle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They wanted something that was just big enough so when they could wear a jacket, people could look at it and be like, "Oh, that's cool." So I say, "Fuck it." It means you guys got to release a jacket, bro. Oh, we did. We did. We did. Well, we've been. See, that's the thing. We've been like low key about some of the stuff. We we have a whole goddamn like we have a a bunch of other stuff that we haven't released publicly. Um. In the archives. Yeah, and it's all made and stuff, but we just haven't really put it out there yet. Travelsclub.com. Yeah, well, the, the, the we, we have like a coach jacket, whatever. We have a bunch of stuff like that. But we're, I'm trying to focus more this year on kind of making tangible things, making shit Beautiful. that people could like see and, and, and like physically Souvenirs, react to. You know? Yeah, like we, we had the, the, the Martin Luther King uh, Jr. celebration parade that happened in, in Canto a couple, like a week back that we participated in thanks to San Diego Melanin. Um, we had an installation that was essentially like what we do I on the Instagram, but in person. So, you know, it's like we could post as much as we want about San Diego history online, but unless there's some sort of like tangible thing that people can actually see in person, nobody will. Uh, it, it's still like, oh, that's cool. 
next, you know? Like, it, you, you, I want people to, like, you know, really think about the the contemporary repercussions of everything that happened beforehand and what it means still now. Okay. So an installation like that, it's like, okay, cool. People can walk Did up. Did you make that yourself? Well, the, the, the TV installation is a, a piece that Reese Withrow, he goes by Uglato on Instagram, uh, he does, and he usually has it for live events. So it's kind of synchronized with, like, live shows, like people okay. playing music. And he'll make his own visuals. Well, he'll write stuff, and it'll show up on the TVs. That's so for so this cool. one, I was like, "Can we take your idea, or can we take your installation, and then mix it with?" So you reach out to him to ask for permission and stuff. Yeah, well, he 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 helped us with it. Nice. And we worked with him. Yeah, that's uh, dope. Collaboration. Shows, yeah. yeah, exactly. And he's never really done it, and as like kind of like an educational tool, or like even a solo art exhibition tool. You know, it's always been kind of like a accompanying piece to like a, a stage setup. Yeah. So he was stoked on it and people were like walking up and being like, so what's like, what's this about? Like, and being able to explain those things that, you know, like that we feel so passionately about to people Yeah. and then being like, oh, okay, I get it firsthand face to face as opposed to like it just being behind a computer screen is dope like somebody actually even went up and was like damn i thought you guys only existed on the internet and i was like that's i mean yeah, no, there was like a couple people you're an like, algorithm bro that's literally it. that's yeah. what I, and i get that completely because i'm not very transparent about me being the like one running it you know you know like i don't i don't i don't ever put myself out there yeah so it's it's cool or it's crazy when people are like, "Oh shit, there's actually like real humans behind this." That's that's dope. That's a good feeling. That's 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 same same vibe that I'm trying to get on this year too, just to be more in front of people. Yeah. Instead of behind the fucking screen all the time. Yeah, this exactly. is me off, dude. Like I, I miss that. About because uh, every time it happens, I really like just enjoy it, the feeling that that gives you. You know. Yeah. All right, man. So uh, th thanks for fucking sharing some of the some of the stuff going on. I'm definitely gonna check out that single show. You know, you guys know I'm gonna fucking be there, dude, for sure, dude. I fucking that that guy's. I think he's like one of the best producers out there, dude. It's like no, yeah, he's I, definitely I'm stoked to see him live, yeah, dude. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, seven. I'll show up like around midnight, probably though. I'm gonna show up at ten. Well, I mean, that's probably the best time to show up. That's, yeah, that's when he's playing and shit. That's uh. By then it should be it should be very solid. I always oh, love it's gonna be packed by by then. I always love looking at the the those shows specifically like the warehouse takeovers when there's a certain point in the night when it's like fucking super packed, prime packed, and then you're looking over the second floor and you see the bottom and you just see the lights trigger and you see like everybody jumping up and down. That's a good. It feeling. looks like a wave of yeah. just like bodies, you know, just humans, just like. All together, and in my head, it, it, I have social anxiety, so I'll, I'll see shit like that and be like, "God damn, I can't imagine even being in the middle of that." Dude, me neither. Like <laughs> in the okay. middle of a big yeah. ass crowd, and it just kind of like uh, no. My favorite thing to do in the middle of, of like a, like when like the headliner's playing, I'll just like run into the crowd and like run into that shit. But get, you won't, you won't like jump in, get sweat all over shit. me. What? Like a fucking uh, no, 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 stage no, hell no, no, no. But I'll, I'll, I'll run in there and like go crazy for a minute, and then I'll just like hop back out of it again because it's, it's too much. It's too no, much, bro. No, yeah, I, I love to just run into it though because that that energy is crazy, dude. Like people, people love it. It's they, nuts, bro. I was, I was stuck. Have fun for at our shows. Yeah, I was stuck once at the like uh, Coachella 2007. Uh, was Oof. really there to see Bjork. No, that's different, bro. I'd cry. Yeah. No, but check this Coachella out, dude. Like, Got there super really early. Yeah. Dude, it was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> that's, this is why I don't do this kind of shit, bro, anymore. Like, I, we got Ooh. there early. How was Bjork, though? Dude, uh, let me tell you what the oh, fuck yeah. happened, dude. Like, I fucking, I got to the front of the fucking stage, like, with, oh, with the people no. I went to. 
like, yeah, yeah. It's like, we're going to enjoy the show. And then as the show getting like more uh, closer to the showtime, like just, it got so far. I was just like pressed, watching the whole thing pressed against the fucking bar in the front. Bro. Uh, no man. I was uh, like, fuck this shit, dude. <clears throat> Went to the very back and I enjoyed the show from like, really far away man. really yeah. so it was it was not like like i mean i loved it but it was just like fuck bro it was just so like that anxiety that you get just being like just can't breathe yo. and like it's horrible dude <laughs> yo that that happened to me but i didn't leave it, but it, and, I was, and i was watching swedish house mafia that's fucking <laughs> and, terrible and, and they had like all these crazy <laughs> fire and bro I'm, i was so like i remember i was tripping what's the name i was tripping the, on what's the name of the guys that, that play in the band sebastian it's, no. it's like right. steven sebastian and grass or something yeah, yeah they all sound like turtles leonardo Yo, no, but honestly, that shit was, bro, honest, at some point, I really thought I was going to, like, I thought I was going to black out and just, like, pass out. Yeah. I was, like, fighting for my dear life. That that happened to me once <laughs> when we went to Coachella 2000. And I had no water even. <laughs> 2011, and it was me and, and Nick, Nick Bates from... Uh, Big Smoke. Big Shout Smoke. out Big Smoke. Yeah, we were watching OF, and it was, like, the first time they had really played a festival. And they, they had barely popped off. I think the Jimmy Fallon thing uh, show happened, like, a, a week, couple weeks prior. Damn. So they were... That what was, was like, the set? There was Coachella. So this oh, is peak. Okay. This is, like, peak, like, them before blowing up, but, like, right when their, their fandom was, like, at its highest... So we were in the front, and it was so, like, ridiculous that, I, like, when we, the show started, I was completely fine, and by the end of it, my whole body was wet. But I, I, didn't, I didn't sweat. I didn't sweat one bit. Like but my whole, my whole, people's, like, just everybody yeah. pressing up against yeah, me. Yeah. Caused, it's hot as fuck, yeah, too. Like, we, all, we all sweat together. Like, it, I was drenched. Body heat, bro. Yo, that shit must have been. Dude, that happened. Uh, What's the smell? I remember one time. It was insane. You, you know what's crazy? Actually, one time I did have to, like, Run out of the crowd because I really thought I was gonna like suffocate. It was Wu Tang 2013. Oh, bunch and of I, big Mexican and I, and dudes. I remember I had a blunt. I remember I had a blunt. And and when they came on, everybody like like just uh. rushed, came together, and like it got so tight. I remember I had to like have my hand out in the crowd with the have blunt, the, the soul blunt, because arm. Yeah, because like literally, like I couldn't even hold it. Like I can't believe they get taken away from you, yeah, bro. Like just where other people wanted to smoke it, you know. Oh like, yeah, where yeah, it gets sure. lost, bro. In the crowd and shit. Oh yeah. Oh my god, bro. That and I remember I had to like I I, I started freaking out and I was like I gotta get out of here. In the Wu Tang show, a bunch of forty five year old dudes. Just <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, bro. What was that at Coachella? Coachella, two thousand thirteen. And I, 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 I and I I remember like. I was like so overwhelmed, and then like Red Hot Chili Peppers were playing main stage, uh, and I was just like, dark. I just vibed out real quick. Go back, fucking chill out. Yeah, yeah. Red Hot back to back. Yeah, hey. this is rough. Little Chili Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, nice. All right, man. So we're gonna wrap it up with the last segment here, which we call Last Meal, Last LP. Uh, LP referring to long play yeah. record. So uh, I'll let you guys kick it off, Andy. What was the last? Great LP that you listened to and the last uh, last meal that you had that was fucking memorable. The last great record, I front to back, front to back, front to back. Yeah, um, I I mean the Mac Miller album that I just listened to was amazing, circles? but yeah, circles. But I don't want to say that one just because it's so fresh that I still haven't had time to really like dig into it. Yeah, I gotta give good. a couple more tries. Yeah, yeah. Like when I listen to a record, and super I, chill, right? It's amazing. Yeah. It's fire. But um, I think. Uh, a Quiet Farewell by Slauson Malone okay. is the last record that I've just like played like nonstop. It's it's in, it's it's by this dude named um, his real name is uh, 
Jasper, I forget his last name, but he's like a son of like some very, very famous uh, jazz musician. And he was part of this uh, group called Standing on the Corner and a part of a larger group called the Slums Collective from New York. But it's kind of those dudes that like do all that very like lo-fi, very glitchy mm-hmm. um, yeah. rap music, like Earl, Mavi, Medhane, and all of them. But Slossom Malone's album is insane. Like, it's yeah, probably that out, one of the best producers I've ever heard. It's just like super slowed down soul songs that are like kind of cut and sampled into these like glitchy, very, uh, very like blown out textures it's 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 wild and if you if you if you follow the travis club account chances are that you've probably heard the whole album because i i use pretty much the whole album for everything oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's that, that's where you're getting it from yeah so people yeah. are always like what song is this i'm like dog just listen to the album like like this track right here yeah smile too so this has been on your radar what about food wise what was the last great meal you had Bruh. it can be anywhere i know you, you were in tj recently I saw yeah your shit. honestly you'll be ashamed of me but i've i also have a very limited palate i love a lot of food but once i like something i'll eat that shit for like a good month so martin's very aware of what my favorite dish has been Aguachile. Aguachile? Aguachile, like. No, but honestly, I have to. I literally have to be like, yo, bro, stop, stop. Like, like, literally. Stop eating it, bro. Every day. It'll be like four days in a row, and I'm like, yo, stop. Yeah, it could be bad for you, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's like, no, I feel like it's It's pretty healthy, actually. Mercury and shit. (laughs) Pimp C say, eat so many shrimp, I got iodine poisoning. So, so so you trying to live by Pimp C? (laughs) I'm trying to live by Pimp C. But honestly, that's my new thing right now is anytime I pass by a marisco spot and I'm hungry, I'm like, all right, I'm going to try that Aguachile just to test it out. So, I've been comparing all the Aguachile around the city and I, I didn't really know what made a bad one but now I do because yeah. you, you could taste it you can taste it totally the, yeah. the shrimp fucks like yeah it's, it's I, just yeah there's there's some really bad fucking Oachilas out there dude I have to say yeah but <laughs> I mean Gacho by far their, their shit is you've been to, to uh, what's it called Golosito you, you yeah, yeah Golosito's fire too Golosito's yeah. probably top two I've never yeah. been I still need to go yeah which actually I'm kind of craving it after we can, we can go we can go eh? I'm fucking starving right now too yeah. so yeah Golosito alright so, so your last one was uh, Cacho the Cacho Cacho yeah Aguachile alright alright we'll link them out Cacho Aguachile alright Martin what was the last last uh, great LP and last great meal that you had Papa? All right, so. on, for the LP honestly I would say uh, Die For My Bitch by Baby King that's a fire Have you heard Baby King? King? That shit goes right. Baby King Dude Oh my god Bro, baby That's the King, future boy. Type baby it in there Type it in there Alright try Instagram. typing Baby King Cause alright So so Baby King is this Are you Utah? Coming from the baby Baby King himself <laughs> Uh, no man Baby yeah. Kim He's fucking He's It's b- he's Baby genius. And then K-E-E-M And uh Yeah he, he was He did like some like He wrote some stuff On that Black Panther Yeah Soundtrack Uh his credits are crazy. Yeah, yeah, he's crazy, and I guess he turns out to be Kendrick's little cousin. Oh shit! No way. And but man, he's just he's fucking amazing. All right, so yeah, we're throwing on uh, orange soda in the background. Yes, sir. So this is last, this last uh, right, dope, dope shit. Yeah, this my this my joint. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you know I got you know I got to get this on vinyl. Is it available yet or no? I don't know, but probably not. not yet. You gotta play this at long play, man. <laughs> I mean, this is a crazy part. He, his stats on like YouTube aren't that high, and his SoundCloud isn't that high. But I, it's a gem. But he's like, gem. he's just such a well-connected dude, and his music's yeah. so good. He's yeah. so low-key. Low yeah. But honestly, he's, he's uh, recently with this album, I feel like he's been getting a lot of momentum. Yeah, and, like, and that's the thing too. Like uh, the baby and Me- and Meg, like they really popped off. Like within one year, like they went from being like very kind of. SoundCloud or like, you know, like 
you find him on YouTube and stuff yeah. to being like superstars. I feel like that's gonna happen with him, especially yeah. with like the backing that he has. Most baby, definitely, baby King, baby King, Look at that France freestyle. I know you're gonna like that one. Yeah. No, but honestly, throw listen to this whole the whole album is fucking. I'm gonna amazing. throw it on. Yeah, it's really the, good. The track "Honest" that for that fucking song brings me to tears. That yeah. song's amazing. We're gonna we're gonna throw these on the link uh, at, on the pod because this this shit's fire, dude. It really is. This 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 it's already motivating me, bro, to want to do something right now. You know what I mean? What about your last great meal, Martin? What's the last uh, great thing you ate and where? Que fue? Honestly, I would probably say that uh, that curry. Oh, the hinotes, Japanese curry. Hinotes, that Japanese uh, pork cutlet curry. Fuck, man. That shit fucked me up. Dude, I crave, that, I that crave it. Memorable. I crave it all the time. It's and hard. I've had it like twice. Three times, yeah, it's just so good, <laughs> so fucking good, bro. Oh, I, I can have that too right now. Yeah, that shit's hard. As what well. about you, G? Yeah, so all right, so last great album, I was throwing throwing out a song here. Uh, I've been getting really uh, back into everything but the girl, mm-hmm. and uh, the album Temperamental Man is such a fucking great album. It came out in '99. Uh, I haven't heard really of good of the group. Oh, you never that heard of this? No, crazy. dude, never heard yeah, of they're they're good, bro. Like uh, everything but the girl, they're kind of like. Some of the they've been around since the '80s, but they're kind of like some of the OG of like the style of track. That's kind of like a like. I mean, yeah, you have the Pesh mode and all this stuff, mm. but like with their vibe, it's more like it has a girl singing. And like, I, you know, I think they influence probably like Thievery Corporation for sure, and like it's crazy. Yeah, so like I was listening to this album recently. Um, I already like. It's called Temperamental. It's really fucking good. Because I have this really good memory of this album when I was driving to LA a couple years ago. Like, front to back, a friend Ooh, of mine threw it on. This sounds like a good fucking road trip. It's fucking amazing, bro. Right. And I recently got the vinyl of uh, of their uh, first, one of their first albums on 180 gram, uh, Walking Wounded. I got that one recently. And I'm just like getting back into everything but the girl. And it's like, I feel like I've seen that so cover. Of the yeah, it's a dope ass cover. No, the other one, the with the two. Oh, because I have it. The guy and the girl. Oh, yeah, that's the, you yeah, have yeah, that. Yeah, okay, I have that yeah, one. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, I have that one. That's well. So yeah, this this album, everything but the girl, uh, temperamental, deluxe edition. It can be the other one, but this one has like a couple remixes at the end. It's fire. I gotta listen to it's that. bomb, dude. Super good. I love it, and the lyrics are really good. Like listening. I don't know if this has happened to you guys yet, but like with really good albums, like like throughout the years, they just like they hit different. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, damn, definitely. dude, you start to, to to trip out on stuff like way differently. Like, and then this is one of those tracks actually. Like, blame, fucking, it. such a good track. And then uh, last great meal, I actually had these. Um, uh, there's this place in LA next to Gold Line Bar called Home State. It's like a Tex-Mex restaurant. My boy wanted to take me there. To see these like breakfast tacos that they do there, yeah, which is what they do in, in like Texas. Every coffee shop has these breakfast tacos. It's in San Diego. Yeah, it's in LA. Oh, it's in LA. This one's in LA. So he wanted to take me there. He's like, "Dude, gee, like, uh, you know, it's it's Tex-Mex. Don't 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 hate, dude. Just fucking try it out." I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I saw the breakfast tacos in Austin, uh, and I fucking love them, Those bro. Are fire. Because it reminded me a lot of the, the TJ burritos. So they're doing it in LA, and we went, and we they're like tiny, bro. I'll show you a picture right now. They're yeah. like this big. But yeah, that was like my last like really memorable. I'm still thinking about them. They you hit know, like crazy? Right. Yeah. You ever tried a breakfast taco? They're super bomb. Not dude. really. I mean, crazy. I've made a breakfast taco. No, no, no. no. There's like the a very crib, specific. Like if you go to like Austin, there's a spot called Torchy's, which is like really famous for yeah, it. Yeah, that's a famous one right there. But you, pr- you can pretty much go anywhere and cop a breakfast taco because I feel like everybody over there knows how to make them. Yeah. But they're fire. I think they got tor- like egg. 
Yeah, like it's like just morning stuff. Bacon, but like yeah, they they serve them just like TJ style burritos, where they're in the fucking cooler and they just like you're at a coffee shop and they'll just like boom serve you. So that's like the one of the inspirations for for the burritos, yeah. like comes from TJ, but also like the fact that Austin's doing it. So like the fact that they're doing it in LA now, yeah, it's like it's really dope to see like the places popping and honestly the the food was very good. Like it's is bomb, dude. So that sounds fire. That was uh, called uh, a home state. Home state restaurant in LA. So yeah, man. All right, guys. Well, fucking a, dude. Thanks a lot for being on the on the pod. Uh, back of house. Really enjoyed having you guys on today. And uh, hopefully, you know, we'll have you guys on again as either like a co-host or just fucking shoot the shit. Because this, is, like I said, this is, this is not one of those pods where we're trying to like just have you guys on once. You know, like mm-hmm. hopefully uh, get you guys on again. And I'm fucking starving, dude. So I don't know if you guys want to go eat a, a go chile or curry, bro. I'm fucking starving, bro. All right, <laughs> All peace. Right. Love. Peace.